0: Listening to Detroit today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Lost in our conversations about what's happening in Washington right now is what might happen soon to funding for children's health coverage. More than 100,000 low-income kids, young adults, and pregnant women could lose their con- co- their coverage, and that's if Congress fails to fund the Children's Health Insurance Program, or CHIP. Right now, lawmakers are using it as a bargaining chip in Congress's budget impasse. According to the nonprofit health researchers organization, the Kaiser Family Foundation, CHIP has helped cut the share of uninsured children from 14% to 5% over two decades. The program covers about 9 million kids and 370 pregnant women Nationwide, Joining us now to talk about CHIP and how it figures into both the tax bill uh, negotiations as well as budget negotiations is Marianne Udow-Phillips, who is director of the Center for Healthcare Research and Transformation. Marianne, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Great to be here, Steve. How are you?
0: Yeah, very good. Um, I am, I'm curious what you uh, think about not just CHIP, but how it fits into this picture of these negotiations in Washington. I feel like the tax bill... Uh, has some influence over this. And of course, the budget negotiations are where it is absolutely caught in the tensions between the two parties.
1: Right. So, they, you know, the CHIP discussions have just been unbelievable to watch because this is a program that has bipartisan support. It has been uh, a huge uh, boon to so many children across the country, uh, and yet it's become a pawn in this political discussion in Washington. It was The funding for it expired at the end of September. It has not been reauthorized. There are states across the country that are running out of funds now. They keep jury-rigging a little more funding. Michigan's in a good position because we have funding that lasts a little longer, um, but it's being used as a political pawn, and the children are getting lost in this debate.
0: Yeah, uh, and and we talk about the kids who are dependent on this. Uh, talk about Michigan. How critical this this program has been here in Michigan. I can remember when uh, Jennifer Granholm was the governor here. We always had this this fight going on, and she was one of the most articulate ar- advocates for the difference that this program makes in in people's lives.
1: Yes, this is absolutely huge. We have a hundred ten thousand mostly children uh, on the chip program but as you said it covers a little bit more than chi- than children um because actually chip was used to help expand coverage in flint so it's also been very cr- critical for pregnant women in flint uh to get health insurance coverage they did not have before and uh, it, it really covers, ironically, uh, the CHIP program covers uh, families who are, have slightly higher income than they're eligible, eligible for basic Medicaid. It goes up to 217% of poverty in uh, Michigan, but it's still uh, not a huge income population and they're incredibly dependent on this health coverage, so important for preventive services and other care for our children.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh- if this were to go away, what would happen in a in a state like Michigan? What would we, what would we be looking at?
1: <laughs> well, as I say, we have uh, you know 110,000 uh, children who are enrolled. Uh, they could uh, continue to be enrolled. Michigan's got sort of a complicated structure that uh, that. Uh, provides CHIP coverage and uh, it would still have the ability to provide coverage to these children, but it would get much less money from the federal government. The state would have to make up for those funds. Uh, and, you know, we haven't seen a willingness from state government to invest more. And in fact, we know that the Healthy Michigan Plan for all the incredibly powerful work it's done to reduce the uninsured in the state, that's still you know, under challenge at the state level to continue that funding. So I can't really see the state adding additional funds to provide this coverage. They could do it if they wanted
0: to. Yeah. Uh, again, the number on the phones is three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. 1019 That's three one three 1019 Let's go to Carolyn in Royal Oak. Carolyn, welcome to Detroit today. You there, Carolyn? Yes.
1: Uh, I'm a retired nurse, mm-hmm. and I know what uh, preventive care does. It's a lot cheaper, and the people are a lot more healthy. So to, to block this is irresponsible and stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think I would agree. Uh, you know, the, the idea that people will get sicker uh, if this doesn't go through, I think, is one of the things that sort of gets lost in the conversation, Mary. And it ends up being about money, um, but really, you're talking about health, uh, public health.
1: That, you know that's absolutely right, and as I say, what's been so difficult to watch
0: is how these children
1: and federally qualified health centers—that's really another part of this debate—they've also not been um, provided the funding they need. Federally qualified health centers are that core safety net of providers uh, who deliver these services, right? So, you know, these are human needs that people have in our state, uh, and when you talk about children, as you know, as Carol said. Preventive services, this is what enables children to learn in school. It's what enables them to be successful and become successful contributing adults. If if they're suffering, uh, they can't be successful.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Uh, Karen in Detroit. Karen, welcome to Detroit today. You there, Karen? Hi. Hey. Yeah. Hello.
1: Um, I'm a city Detroit pensioner, and I wanted to bring up the point, how come they don't start taking away some of these legislators' uh, medical benefits and their pensions like they did to us? Mm, Okay, in the recoupment, I'm 63 and and a part-time professor, and I'm going to go work at Menards to help pay for my medical that they took away from me. And I'm struggling, and I didn't expect this to happen. But yeah. Detroit's doing well because they took back the recruitment and our benefits that they promised me after 27 years working as a social worker. Yeah,
0: Karen, uh, it's a frustration I hear a lot uh, with, with with these kinds of decisions. Uh, you know, Marianne, she's getting to a bigger picture thing there, which is you know where we put priorities. We we uh, take them away from the people who need them, and sometimes yeah. give them to. The folks who are already doing well, this tax bill seems to fall into that category.
1: Yes, yes, the tax bill you know as it increases the deficit by 1.5 trillion, they're already talking about having to make having to make cuts uh, to safety net programs to food uh, assistance programs to uh, you know additional cuts to Medicare, uh, which are required. They say they're going to waive those, but we'll see that's senior citizens. Uh, and, you know, they're talking again about Medicaid and, you know, basic safety net services uh, seem to be back in the dialogue uh, as a result of this tax bill. And, of course, the repeal of the individual mandate, which is included in this tax bill, will raise premiums for many people who buy health insurance themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, l- l- give me an idea of what, uh, what, what chance you think we have of CHIP surviving uh, I, I i i always think you can't take away a program like that the political backlash should be too too great but but boy they're really pushing up against the against the limits here
1: yeah yeah you know i <laughs> i stopped making political predictions a little while in 2016 ago. <laughs> like yeah. the rest of us right yeah <laughs> uh, but you know they're now talking about including chip uh, reauthorization in the bill that would keep government open past this extension that they right. just passed along right. with a whole set of other things yeah. I, I you know some of the other things that they're going to include in that on the senate side are this alexander murray bill which would fund uh, cost-sharing reductions that Senator Collins wanted, right. and it's unclear the House will pass it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Marianne Uda Phil Udal phillips Director of the Center for Healthcare Research and Transformation. Always great to have you here. Great to be here, Steve. All Thank right. you. It's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station the community service of Wayne State University. I'll see you tomorrow.